Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks and uh, we're so excited about this psalm number 40 we 38 39 uh yesterday we did uh 39 the day before two days prior to that we did two parts on 38 and now we're getting to this exciting place i think with 40 when we're seeing uh what the lord has for us and praising him we see in 40 we we see giving god but we know something for sure this is a messianic psalm which means it's a psalm that points to Christ. And we want to take some time in here. So we're actually only going to do the first 10 verses of Psalm 40. But let's catch up with uh, my dear co-host and friend, Stephanie. So, Stephanie, what's going on with you? What's happening in your life? Well, Doug, I'm currently sitting in front of a computer screen working on podcasts. <laughs> so after that, yeah. after that, I'm going to go home and clean up my my house. So, um, take yeah. care of the kids. Yeah. yeah. And so when I see Stephanie through this computer screen, through through the magic of Zoom, I see an older Emmy. That's what I see. I see an older Emily, <laughs> which always makes me smile. Once the way the way she turns her head and looks at me, it's like Emmy getting ready to say to me, we should watch Frozen, Uncle Doug. But anyway... <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but I do know this. I Everybody do... keeps telling me that. Like what? people that hadn't seen Emmy, you know, in eight months, year and a half, literally. When we were at my, um, went over to my sister's last week, my aunt came over and she hadn't seen Emmy in a literal year and a half. And she literally walked in and her mouth just dropped. Wow. And she's like, it's you. And I'm like, what? And she said, she's a you. She looks just like you did when you were a little girl. And I'm like, okay, well, you would know. Um, my my sister's, or my mom's sister. So, folks, the but, stuff you go through when a kid looks just like you. Yeah. Yeah. But Emmy's personality, oh, I hope I didn't talk like, oh, my. Emmy just says whatever comes to mind. So, I'm in, you know, for full <clears throat> full disclosure... <throat> I am in the midst of growing a beard, so oh, I am, I hit two weeks tomorrow, and the the West Coast women don't care for the beard, and uh, so Emmy told me last night it looked like poop when I was talking to her on the phone, <laughs> and uh, luckily her mom showed up, and I had mentioned what Emmy had said, so oh. she immediately consoled Emmy on uh, my beard looking like poop. Speaking and desisting, yes. Yeah. Which was, uh, it's kind of hard when someone tells you your beard looks like poop. And oh, I can't believe you said that to now, you. Steffi, mean, Steffi Jr. doesn't care for the beard either. And oh. I, sh- I should mention, uh, my wife doesn't care for the beard. But you know, Amen. Every, every once in a while, uh, someone just needs to grow a beard. You know, we're talking about two weeks of my entire life. We're not talking a month. We're not talking two weeks. I'm not even at two weeks. I don't hit two weeks until tomorrow. And uh, 
So Amy, uh, looking at me out of the corner of her eye, like Stephanie does at times, said to me, Uncle Doug, shave that beard. It's ugly. It looks like poop. So I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of uh, effect that's going to have on me as I talked to Emmy uh, uh, FaceTime in last night. That's what, what she, did Stephanie say to you Christmas Day? Stephanie Jason told me it looked terrible and to shave it immediately. Uh, and uh, and I'm saying I'm only at two weeks of my life, man. Uh, you know, two weeks. Uh, we, you know, we can go a little farther with this. I mean, we're talking two weeks. And But anyway, other things going on in my life besides Stephanie's kids picking on the appearance of my beard. I want you to know that my kids are great supporters, but they look like cast members on Duck Dynasty. So they, <laughs> they, they are major beard wearers. Uh, and uh, but they seem to, they seem to be very pleased with the beard. Uh, my adopted daughter-in-law said to me it looked regal. Uh, Max from oh. Korea, uh, yeah. So you know you got to look That's at. That's a way to earn brownie points. But she's not a brownie point earner. She just learned English really over the last few years, and she just speaks exactly what she sees. She has. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. She's a yeah. she's a fine lady and not young. If you're listening, uh, I love you like a relative, man. You are, uh, <laughs> you 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 are a adopted daughter in love to me. I want you to know that wherever you are, because you're pretty awesome and. Uh, you complete Max in a very wonderful way. So anyway, even she said the beard looked like regalness, that it made me look regal. So I just want to point that out uh, uh -huh. before we go any further. So what is your, so <laughs> let's get your opinion out of the way here, Stephanie, uh, with the bearded one. Oh, you have to ask me this online, right? Yeah, what are you thinking? Well, you know, I was thinking about it when we got on Zoom today because I quite honestly, when we got on and I was like, Oh, <laughs> but I, I think, I think part of the beard thing is, you know, my dad has a beard. My brother yeah. has a beard Yeah. and I love them with their beards. Yeah. I think it's more that I just, this is a new look. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I have to adjust to changes. You know, if I meet a guy and he's, if you had had a beard when I met you the first time, I'd be like, no biggie. It's just, it's a new look. Yeah. And so. And the, old, and the old look was so movie star looking, you know, that's, what's, <laughs> that's what seems to be bothering some, you know, having that, uh, that screen appearance. Line. Yeah. And uh, now maybe taking away a little bit from that, maybe showing the wild side, you know, I'm you walking are, on the wild, showing side. the wild side, but see, you're telling me I show the wild side more than I ever, well, I, than I ever did before in my life. So that could be part of it. Yeah. Your freedom flag's waving a little more than it ever did. I, I will give you that. And, uh, and that's a good thing. Let it wave, my friend. And here we are in Psalm number 40 in the first 10 verses. I waited patiently for the Lord. We had to get away from the silliness of the beard. I might put a picture of uh, the face without the beard and the face with the beard and let you folks out there vote on it. I don't know. But anyway, here we are. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. So right away, Stephanie, right away, we're in a different place than 38 and 39. Right away, we're in a place of healing. We're in a place of growth. We're in a place of good stuff. We're in a place of service. We're 
uh, we're praising God. That's what we're doing. And, and I like that. And he had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the, maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such a turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts, which are to usward, that cannot be reckoned up in order under thee, if I would declare and speak of them. They are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering through the didst not desire, Mine ears has been opened, burnt offering and sin offering has thou not required. And he's talking about Christ here, I think, in the beginning there in verse 6. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written unto me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips. O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy love and kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. A lot going on here in Psalm number 40. A lot going on. He's praising God right out of the chute. He's praising God. I mean, what do you think? As soon as we got done reading that, what came to your mind? Well, I think... Coming after 38 and 39, Psalm 40 is, it puts a smile on my face. Yeah. It's that reminder to me that we have the valleys. We have those times of depression. We have those times of doubt. We have those times of guilt. We have those times of, of being broken. Yeah. And then we come to, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. You know, David, um, at the end, he, I think he said something about it in Psalm 39, but I know in Psalm 38, um, he, he looks to God and says, forsake me not, be not far from me, make haste to help me. Yeah. Um, verse 12 of 39, he said, hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear unto my cry. And we come to Psalm 40, and David gives testimony to the fact that God heard those cries. And verse 2, he says, he brought me up also. Not only did God hear my cry and incline his ear unto me, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit. Wow. You know, we've seen that horrible pit these last two ch two chapters. And um, it almost reminds me of the concept of a, the noisy soul. Yeah. David's soul was so noisy. It was full of so much clamor, so much confusion, so much. Um, so the devil was busy firing his darts at David. Satan's yeah. tactics may take different looks, but they're the same tactics now that he used, that he used on David are the same ones he uses now. He uses the same fiery darts of guilt, of depression, of doubt, of worry, of all these things. And David said, God brought me up also out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Yeah, man. And, you know, when I when you read this song, it, you know, it's okay to get a little Pentecostal sometimes. It is. I'm and excited. shout out 
glory to God, because this is the God we serve. You know, Psalm 103 talks about God being our father. And it says, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For yeah. he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. And when we come to God as his child and cry out to him in honesty, the raw, you know, the under inspiration, David laid out for us here in the last two chapters, a lot of raw, a lot of pain. And because of David's honesty before God, because he was willing to humble himself before God and just spill out all of that raw, all of that ugly and come to God as a child and say, God, I need you. Mm. I think of Ron Hamilton's song, Lord, I Need You. Yeah. And um, because David was willing to do that, and as he as he waited patiently on the Lord, he kept crying out to him. I think in Psalm 37, wait, uh, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. <clears throat> as David did that, David says, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. And don't stop going to God. No. Don't become weary and well-doing in the midst of a trial. Satan, I mean, this happens to me so often where it's literally like Satan is whispering in my ear, why are you bothering to pray? God's not listening to your prayers. Do you see any answers to your prayers coming? Mm. And I have to say, no, I don't. And then I read these passages. And what right have I to not wait patiently on the Lord if David could? What right have I to give up on God's faithfulness when David didn't? He's the same God he was to David. He's that same God to me. And as David waited patiently, you know, patience is not something that comes natural. No. <laughs> it's something God's spirit has to give us and help us. It's that grace. Yeah. And um, as David waited patiently, and cried out to God, God inclined his ear to him. And to me, that is just, wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that can be said, but I think it's always important that we go back and look at what God has done for us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think that in this particular case, that's exactly what David's doing. You know, maybe he's better than he was with that, that stroke of whatever had happened to him there in 39, the illness in 38. I think it's always good to go back and say, man, you've done these things. I waited patiently and you inclined upon me and heard my cry. Uh, you brought me up also out of a horrible pit, again, testifying of God's greatness. And, and folks, if you want to have a good relationship with God, remind God about what he's done for you. He knows it. He knows everything he's done for you. But to, to sit there and say, God, you've done these things for me. You've taken me from this terrible place. You've taken me from this pit. You've allowed me to go to these good places. I think it's good to do that. It's always good to bring up where I came from. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've come out of this pit. I've come from the close to death. You know, when you think of a pit, I always think of being close to death. I always think of being in this terrible place of having no uh, benefit of being there. You know, it's the only reason you're there is a bad thing. And, and I think that's what's going on. I think David was pulled from that horrible pit. <clears throat> and then going on to say, but blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. And many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works. Again, testifying about what God has done in his life. 
testifying over and over again. So he's moved from the pit to this rock he's standing on. And now he, in verse 6, I think he goes to the sanctuary of God. And I, I think he, he goes to a place. And, and you know, Stephanie, if you could turn to Hebrews uh, if you could turn to Hebrews 10, 5 through 9, uh, Hebrews 10, 5 through 9 talks about this psalm being a messianic psalm or a psalm that uh, eludes, talks about Christ and mentions Christ in it. And we start seeing that in verse number 6 and uh, the appreciation for his mercies and uh, the sacrifices. And, and, you know, God wants our hearts, first of all. God wants, a, you know, it's clear he wants our sacrifices. He you know, we sacrifice to worship him. And, 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 you know, David had went through Saul and Saul was all messed up and Saul was a prideful man and, and Saul was a bragger and Saul was this and Saul was that. And, uh, but there were important lessons that Saul learned. And, and uh, I, I like verse six, it talks about sacrifice means any animal whose blood was offered at the altar, followed by a communal meal. Offering also refers to a meal. Uh, that accompanies sacrifices and the major sacrifice being that of the Lord. And if you'd go ahead, Stephanie, and read that uh, Hebrews 10, 5 through 9. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering, but what is not? But a body hast thou prepared me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering, and burnt offerings, and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Wow. And if that doesn't look like 6 through 10 on Psalm 40, I don't know what does. I mean, using a lot of those same words, Stephanie. Yep. Sacrifice yeah. and offering thou didst not desire. And, and uh, I come to be a sacrifice and offering. And, and the Lord is coming to be our sacrifice and offering. I think David's realizing here uh, that it's, it's, we fall short. I think David once again is finding himself in a situation saying, man, we, we, as people, we're not doing well. As a people, as an individual, I'm not doing well. Many there in verse number five, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou, but then in verse six, sacrifice and offering, thou didst not desire mine ears, have thou been opened, burnt offering and sin offering, has thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come, and the volume of this book is written for them. I delight to do his will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation, lo, I have not refrain my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid the righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy love and kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. He's saying, listen, I'm throwing everything out there is what he's saying, Stephanie. It's all out there. And boy, uh, Christ is all out there. Now for us, we're in the age of grace. He's come. He's fulfilled the sacrifice and offering. He's He's done those things in our life. He even using that word, I come, and uh, lo, I come. And, and I mean, uh, Stephanie, isn't it great to know uh, that we have this sacrifice and offering, that we've got it covered, that in 2020, that after the birth of Christ and the, uh, the death, the burial and the resurrection, the crucifixion, after that, it's covered. I mean, isn't that great news? Yes, sir. We would be lost without that news, and that's 
you know, that's the news, honestly, that we celebrate as Christians. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Because Christ did come and he fulfilled the law and he opened that access to heaven. He opened that access that David didn't even have the same way we have today. You know, David was looking forward to the cross. We have, we have so much hope in who Jesus Christ is to us for all he has done for us. And, um, you know, I love that David lays out here in the, in these verses, the fact that verse 10, um, you know, this should be the testimony of every child of God. Verse 10, where David says, I have not hid thy righteousness within mine heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. You know, everybody that sees us should know should know that we not only are a Christian, but that we walk with God, that we know God, that we fellowship with him. His righteousness should shine from us. His faithfulness and his salvation should be declared from our words. It should be declared through our life. And we should not be concealing his loving kindness and his truth. You know, this world is desperately looking for loving kindness and truth. And it is our job, instead of masking up that loving kindness and truth of letting the love of Christ be shed abroad through our hearts, through our lives, through our actions, we should emanate with who Jesus Christ is. And, you know, that's why David is a Bible hero to us. Yeah. Because from the time we hear of David when he was anointed king by Samuel, through his entire life. Did he fall at times? Yes. We we know the verses in Psalms where it says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Even good men can fall. Yeah. The point is that you repent and you get back up and you keep serving God. You stay, you, you, you get back on that road of faithfulness And that's what David did. And that's why even with his failings, even with the ways he fell short, I'm in no position to fault David for falling short when I fall fall short every single day of my life. David had the testimony of someone who declared Christ's righteousness. He declared Christ's faithfulness and salvation. And that should be the testimony of our lives, of our words. And that's a challenge. That is such a challenge to me. Um, and you know, it's not that David's problems had all ended, you know, we're going to get into that later on in this chapter. He was still dealing with a lot of junk here, Yeah. but he's focusing on who God has been to him. He's focusing on why God, God has him here. And it's such a contrast to in chapter 39, where he's talking about life being empty, um, which is true without Christ, it is empty, but his focus has changed from that empty, from that worthlessness to this is why I'm here. Yeah, and, and that's that's significant. And I mean, you know, David's struggles have turned into David's service, to David's trust, to David's surrender, all those different things that mirroring uh, what our lives look like when we, when we get saved and stepping out. And we've got a reason to serve God. Hey, listen, if David can see in the history, in the Pentateuch, everything he needs to be where he's at now, and in, in, in those scrolls and those service, if he can see Christ, 
if he can see a God of sacrifice and service, if he can see that he should be serving, what does that say to us? Yeah. And I mean, we fall short, like you said, every single day. So folks, take heart. There's good news here. The good news is just like that was in Hebrews that, that Stephanie just read a little while ago in 10, 5 through 9, Christ took care of all this sacrifice for us. Christ mm -hmm. took care of the offering for us. Christ took care of all that. We just got to go to him. We have to program ourselves to be with God. You know, sometimes we fall short. Sometimes, you know, we jump into other things. You know, as an example, uh, you know, we may, uh, I've got a friend of mine who recently bought a new car. He buys a new car from this motor company up there in Maryland, a new used car, newer used car every couple of years. And he talks about them every time he goes in for an oil change. They took good care of me at, at uh, this particular car dealership or this particular car dealership. But I'm, I've never seen him write anything about God. Uh, you know, I'm staring like five feet from my face right now. Debbie bought me this beautiful full-size college football. It's painted white and it has a orange claw on it from the God's favorite uh, football team, the Clemson Tigers. <clears throat> and in the middle of the claw, it says all in. And then it's signed Dabo Sweeney, the coach of the Clemson Tigers. And uh, he's all in for the Clemson Tigers. Well, we should be all in for God. Everything we should do, we should be all in. What's a song that talks about being all in? How do we wrap this up? What's the verse? What's the song about being all in? Should I pet all in, put on your mug, your Clemson mug? No, my Clemson mug looks good. Uh, what's the song? What do we come up with? So okay. Stephanie got me a Clemson mug among her, the loot I received from her and the family for Christmas. But what's the song we all go right. to here? That was a distracted moment. Um, let's see. I figured you said that to try to have more time to think about what song you should do. Sort of. You didn't fall for it, though. No. No. Wow. Um, mm, man. There's several what, you could use. What? What's coming to mind? Did we already do I Surrender All? We did. Um, Two podcasts wow. ago. I'm having a brain freeze. What? two podcasts ago. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. Wow. This How is about... tough. What? I said, this is tough. This is tough. We're, we're, we've used, you know, there's like no more good songs in the hymnal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could, I, a scripture song actually is coming to mind that it's not from this psalm, but a scripture song that we've sung since I was a little girl growing up. All right. Why don't we do that? I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness, thy faithfulness. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. 
I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing, I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. There it is, my friends. Listen to every word of this message, please. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.